electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Final day of January. Futures are weak as the number of coronavirus cases now nears 10,000. And the State Department warns Americans not to travel to China. Amazon blowout quarter, but Caterpillar and Honeywell guide weak. Europe is red. Brexit is official today. Ten-year 155. Our roadmap begins with the next trillion-dollar company. Amazon shares are surging ahead of the open after a big earnings beat. Set to rejoin Apple, Alphabet, and Microsoft in the Ford Common Market Cap Club. Plus, there's a shakeup at the top of IBM. After eight years at the helm, CEO Jenny Rometty will step down this spring. And virus fears continue to keep investors on edge. Goldman says the outbreak will weigh on growth this quarter. Stocks are set for a lower open. Amazon, though, is the story of the morning up in the pre-market, set to open with the market cap once again above a trillion dollars. Quarterly results beat the street, helped by a robust holiday season, along with strength in advertising and the cloud. And at 34%, Jim, minimal uh, deceleration from the prior 35. Perfect. It's perfect. Uh, I know there's these analysts have to put out these things as a bull case, bear case. There was none. Uh, the one thing that really shocked me was that when, if you saw Saudi and Nadella talk about how well Azure's doing, 60% growth for cloud, these guys crushed it in cloud. Right. Uh, plus, they talk about the love they have for same day. 150 million prime. How'd that happen overnight? Uh, there's a page, not a page, they put out a five-page thing uh, that's more important in many ways than what their numbers are, of all the things they do, uh, all the things they've invented, what they're doing with uh, Alexa, and it was just so impressive. Now, they are not at all promotional in the conference call, but there was a moment when someone just said, you know, geez, how about the web services? You know, is that doing okay? And Brian Oslovsky, you know, he's the CFO, he said, well, I don't know, if you do $30 billion last year and you do $40 billion this year, I think that's pretty good. And that was the most understated, over-delivered number. Uh, there's no slowdown. There is an acceleration. And I'm trying to figure out whether it's because the consumer's more robust than we thought, the international business is more robust than we thought, or they're just crushing everyone in the retail business. It's hard to tell. Yeah, I mean, listen, don't forget ads, too. I mean, 4.8 Ads, ads was good. Ads the was margins good. there are very strong. Yeah, and it was an afterthought in the margins. old days. Yeah. Absolutely. Suddenly now it's, a big it's become a real business. We're yes. talking, what, $5 billion a quarter? And the gross margin is crazy. Yeah, of course. That's why Google makes so much darn money in Facebook. Yeah, but, but the unfortunate thing is Google, for Amazon, where Google, retail obviously has a very low margin. Right. Uh, Google has a lot of businesses that aren't businesses. They're kind of... To balance out the fact right. that they like make Google so has, much money. Yeah, Google has businesses that yeah. they have a business, I think, where it's a, it's a furnace and they shovel money into it, not unlike a... TV show that I used to Good like. business, that one. The money-burning business. Lem, Lem burned the money there. Uh, what I think is, is different really is, is that these are, this is one of the most focused companies I have ever seen. They would not allow the shield to go on there. When you look at even the movies that they're doing, they talk about what series they're doing. The Al Pacino series about the Nazi hunters in 1977 set in Manhattan. Wasn't that fantastic? Sounds like an 
a further stretch of that great William Goldman book, Marathon Man. David, I have to ask you, is it safe to short Amazon? No, it's not safe. No, but I mean, is it safe? No, it's not safe. Okay. It's very dangerous. Uh, Goldman goes to 2600 uh, As long as it's above 2008 it will hold that trillion-dollar market cap. Um, Whole Foods, uh, nice acceleration there. That seems to be coming together. Well, also, they've got this, they're waiving the 1495 fee, and it's two hours. Now, I have a Whole Foods that's about 25 minutes from me, and, and I, I told Lisa, I told my wife, I said, that's it, we're done. We're just doing the two. We're, just, we're never going out again. We're going to get the toilet paper and stuff from one part of Amazon. We're going to get the food from another part. We're done. Our life is over. Given the disappearance of retail stores in the area that we, I live in in New York and I think others uh, around the country, that you would you're going to need to rely more on it being delivered to your home pretty soon. Now you start thinking, even you and you, you, places you United go for Parcel? your fresh fruit. Does United Parcel, was that one of the reasons why they had to step up to spend? Maybe. Uh, Abney talking about that small and medium-sized businesses. Do you ever know where UPS seems focused? What about uh, uh, updates on Prime? 150 million. I guess we now get updates every 50 million additional members. The last time we heard was when they said it was 100 100, million. To 2017. Yeah. Do you guys remember when there were a story going around that Bezos was distracted because of personal reasons? I think that he, if he's distracted. Wow, what would it be like if you were focused? I Guardian has a piece out today that he did, in fact, meet with FBI investigators in the wake of that hack. He did? Uh, yes, okay. uh, citing sources there, but clearly that's had a minimal impact on his ability to focus. The rigor of this man is rather extraordinary. I, I urge everyone to just go through the, the actual letter about what they accomplish, and you will be so proud, yes, to be jingoistic for a second, of America and who he is going for it. You know, we used to be, people used to think we're clowns. Go read the Amazon and then think about what's going in Wuhan. And you tell me who has a better, better set, uh, better qualifications. Who's going to lead the world? Is it going to be a country that doesn't seem to have any ability to control, despite what the WHO said, anything involving public health? Or is it going to be a country that is inventing things that are beyond your imagination about, I mean, the, Alexa even as you can now ask her, why'd you say that? And she'll explain why. Is that artificial intelligence or what? I may get it for when I'm alone. How you doing, Alexa? I'm doing fine, Jim. Really? Why is that? Well, you're in the room. You think you should maybe just sit and be quiet for a little while? With Alexa there? No, just in general. I think you'd benefit from some moments of quiet reflection. What, as opposed to having mean? to talk to somebody or something. Well, remember when, when Jensen Wong's through, he can actually make them so that they look like people. So I can, like, in the privacy of my home, have a cocktail party where we discuss political events. Um, Jim, back to the performance of Amazon stock price, which had been lagging. Yeah, the, because people felt that Microsoft was killing them. Right. And, and, but, but it had been lagging, let's call it, huge, enormous cap, mega cap tech over yeah. the last few months. Right. Does this, is this now a resurgence Done. for Amazon for Done. a period of time yes. where well, the doubters go away in terms of how much they're spending to get everything to you? In an well, it's to me, I know when I spoke to Sadia that I had felt that Azure was a superior uh, web service. This is puts that theory into doubt. Uh, in, in terms of what they're doing for shopping, it's even stronger than I thought. David's right about the advertising business. I think that the stock was misplaced, mis, mispriced because the company says nothing. During There's total lockdown. Of the, this is the largest company where you can't get a single sense of how it's doing. 
Uh, that's been one of the complaints uh, right. among some but, constituencies. Well, but, but your it, argument is uh, the stock went in cold, whereas Facebook went in hot. I think these that's so right. Uh, yeah. And Goose by a, a Raymond James piece that came out that day, which basically just made you feel like he got the call and it's going to be a remarkable quarter. By the way, I defend Facebook here. We're talking about a 19 multiple on earnings. Right. Colgate is on fire with just a fraction of the growth. On fire. And fuego. Well, maybe that's not deserved. Which one? Colgate. Maybe Facebook's not deserved. Maybe Facebook's undervalued. People hate Facebook. They don't, well, nobody hates Colgate. Hate Facebook and I like Facebook. I, like, I use yeah. Sensodyne. I mean, it's what? other than yesterday. But. Uh, look, I think that there's a wholesale change going on right now in the market. We're deciding. The, the, the younger managers are saying fossil fuels or tobacco. By the way, Jules, nice buy by, by your friends at Altria. I don't know. Shame they, on you, I don't David. know when they became my friends. <laughs> well, um, I'm, they're not his friends. He, he did the great documentary that made everybody realize what they true. that they were selling. It's true. But Exxon and Chevron, I don't even care. You know, I didn't look for the first time in my life. I did not sit there and devour line by line Chevron and Exxon. I just said they're oil companies. Forget about that, Jake. They're oil companies. It's the worst, worst profit for Exxon in three years today. It's 5% yield sold. Who A 5% yield from a, from a, from a fossil fuel derived. Fossil fuels, David, are on the run around the world. Yeah, they're still used, though, I believe. I think it doesn't are still matter. filling up their it, it, gas it, it, tanks it, it, with I, the I, oil derived <laughs> fuel. When yes. I, in 1982, I met with the president of. of uh, uh, I, I met with during a period where there was a lot of investment in South Africa, South Africa. I met with the president of Harvard and I said, look, this is a disaster. You got to get out of these stocks. He said, well, the companies are doing well. <laughs> Harvard sold them all. This is what's going to happen. Well, we have talked about the fact that they have a shrinking investor base from which to. Yes. Get interest. And they ain't going to be taken over. And so that does. Look how Occidental did after it made that acquisition. Notice yeah. I didn't say your friends at Occidental. I appreciate I, that. I'm conscious that, I appreciate that. that you're the only friends you really have. Energy has are. been a very poor performer. Of course, right. as the commodity has come down of late. Yes. Uh, but no, that's that's understated. Did, uh, did, did drop below 40, I believe, yesterday. Look, yeah, 2,000 gas that. stations in this country with sub $2 gas. And Tom Closa says that, that number of stations, 2,000, could double this weekend with gas cheaper than two, two bucks. Look, there's a guy named Elon Musk, and he has a vision. And that vision is he can put up all the cars he wants, and that's what people want. He's going to take Berlin right. by storm. And then that energy is going to be largely natural gas that's coming that's powering well, the thing that you're plugging so, in. Remember, he wants to right? do solar. Solar. His, solar. Solar roofs. David, April's bat, National Battery solar Month. Uh, we got a lot of personnel moves. We want to talk about, of course, Jenny Rometty, that out after the yeah. close yesterday, stepping down April 6th. Are you going to savage Viacom um, again? I'm not going to savage Viacom. I want to share an announcement from the company. Not unexpected, in fact, if you've listened to anything I've said, which I know most people choose not to, but oh, stop over it. the last self-effacing year. Self-effacing jerk. Um, what did you just call I said you're a self-effacing jerk. You're a really good guy, and you have to say nobody's listening. People are listening. They're, I, making, they're taking action we've been on saying you. that Joe Ionella would, of course, depart the company uh, most <laughs> well, likely long what, before what his contract called for. What's that shirt jacket? I can't take you three people. You want to look at my hush puppies again, too? Here they are. Um, Ionello, of course, had been the uh, CEO of CBS, replacing Leslie Moonves in that role when it was a public company. It's now part of Viacom CBS. Uh, he will be replaced by a gentleman named George Cheeks. 
Uh, Cheeks um, joins from NBC Universal, where he oh. most recently served as vice chairman of NBC Universal's content studios. Uh, in his new role, he will lead CBS's branded assets, including the television network, uh, CBS News, sports, television studios, television stations, first-run syndication, CBS All Access, of course, reporting into uh, Bob Backus, who is uh, the CEO of the overall uh, company. Again, Ionella's departure not uh, unexpected right. at all. Uh, after the deal, he was expected to stay on for what was a relatively brief amount of time, although he could have stayed on for longer, paid an enormous amount of money, by the way, as Mr. Ryan. Oh, as opposed to the his, shareholders. For his services. He is chairman and CEO of CBS. That's going to go away. They're not going to have a chairman anymore of it. Uh, Cheeks will be the president and CEO okay. of CBS Entertainment Group, is All what they're calling it. But the, you pointed out the real issue here. That stock's down 20% this year, Jim. What is the worst stock? 20% no. this year. It, it court cut. It's about court cutting. Even if it isn't that much court cutting, it's about court cutting. I know. And it's CBS All Access. They've got some really good programming coming. Nobody cares. They do. Uh, yeah, no, it is taking it the hardest of all of the uh, of all of the cable network related companies. Right. Uh, you know what? 18.5%. It came back a bit yesterday, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's back down. It, is, uh, it has been a very poor We did not mention Ginny. Yes. We got to talk Ginny. And we will talk Ginny. Stepping down as uh, CEO of IBM. We'll get to her successor, what's going to happen at IBM later on this year. Take another look at the pre-market. Still got to get to Caterpillar and their guidance and Honeywell and Amgen, Visa, EA, uh, and a lot more. When we come back, don't go away. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Got changes at the top of IBM. Jenny Rometty is stepping down as CEO of the company effective April 6th. After eight years on the job, she will be cons- uh, succeeded by Arvind Krishna, who currently runs IBM's cloud and cognitive software business. Senior Vice President and Red Hat CEO Jim Whitehurst will become IBM's president. Rometty will continue as executive chair, retire at the end of the year. During her tenure, uh, shares of Big Blue have fallen more than 20%. A lot of people looking now at Krishna, one of the architects of that Red Hat deal. Yeah, look, she had to reinvent the company on the fly. Uh, she came in at a very challenged point in the history of the company. Uh, she had to look, she had to get rid of the semiconductor business, uh, change the way the financial roadmap was doing. Uh, she had to do eight to $10 billion in revenues that she had to get rid of. She had a lot of stuff that wasn't working. At the same time, she was trying to pivot toward the cloud, which is where obviously uh, we know the big money is in terms of Azure, Microsoft, and uh, Amazon Web Services. It was not easy to do everything uh, all at once, and I know that the stock hasn't done as well. But to me, she brought in uh, she brought in Whitehurst. That acquisition is going to be very good. Mr. Krishna really did build up. That's the best part of the business. Uh, and I think that her other thing, frankly, she I've had a lot of the people. She had this uh, P Tech this initiative to be able to make it so that there's a narrowed gap between the uh, underprivileged. And the rest of the country, I think she may her legacy may be that she has done more, including the government, done more to be able to make it so that there is a level playing field for young people with P-TECH. And I know that that sounds a little soft. I don't care. I host the, some of the great kids from P-TECH at my restaurants. Really just she has made 
she's done it. Yeah. And that, that's a nice legacy. Listen, a tough, she, you know, uh, she took over from Palmasana. I remember doing the first interview with her that she had ever done, mm-hmm. uh, where they were laying the groundwork for abandoning the roadmap, remember? Yes, well, that was key, uh, David. That was really important for IBM because they had commitments in place, financial commitments that they could no longer really meet. And it was the beginning of this attempted transformation from moving away from the slow growth, no growth book of business, legacy business now. The buyback. Higher growth. Remember, buyback dividend to keep keep Warren Buffett happy turned out to be a mistake. And then Mr. Buffett obviously did not stay as a shareholder after some time. Uh, But it it hasn't been the easiest road for Remedy, no doubt. Yeah, this is, they have a lot of divisions that just underperform. Uh, they, I always thought that they could have been uh, more Accenture, more SAP-like, but their cloud business could be big. They, they went all in cloud. And if you listen to what, what Microsoft said and to what Amazon said, there's enough business. And I do, by the way, Alphabet has this guy Thomas Curry, and he's taking a lot of top people. You talk about him once oh, a week. Oh, because he's, he's brilliant. He's well, brilliant. Uh, we're we're going to start talking about the leaders of cloud business by their first names. And Jim Whitehurst and uh, Ginny did talk to you about this very topic a few months ago about the Red Hat deal. Take a listen. This is absolutely about being multi-cloud. And you mentioned a VMware. Uh, despite every other thing out there, IBM has done more porting of, of VMware to the cloud than anyone else into the IBM cloud. So there is more running in production on the IBM cloud. So we got a nice four-way race among mega Yes, that's, that is exactly going to be her business legacy. Her uh, legacy in terms of trying to get young people to be equivalent in this country, something like, like I said, they did better in the government, just tens of thousands of kids. That's one side. And the other side is Jim is sensational. And I've known him for ages, Jim Whitehurst from Red Hat. That Red Hat had, Red Hat had a fantastic number. I know it's still small in terms of the book of business, but this is a company... That could be uh, uh, the fourth horse. Whitehurst, 52. Uh, President. President of 57. Now, of so course, Whitehurst looks 38. Yeah, he does. So conceivably, Whitehurst now having moved up to president, you could imagine he could succeed Krishna. It's well, there were a lot of people were worried that Jim might leave. Yeah. I was worried about it. He gave a lecture not that long ago, and he called himself as the CEO of Red Hat. Uh, and I wanted him to say, you know, important now I can say president of IBM. I know that sounds like semantics, but no, I know important. I was upset. I said, well, wait a second, is things. Jim proud or not proud to be at IBM? Right. And Jim is proud, and he's going to, uh, he's staying, and he's going to be meaningful. How, how do they, though, uh, pay off debt from the deal, keep investors' confidence in continued buybacks? I would, it's a, two big fires. You're right? right, but I was shocked at the cash flow. The cash flow was much better than I expected, uh, which was really terrific. Didn't get enough credit for fixing the balance sheet in the last two quarters. Ginny didn't get a lot of credit for anything. Why? Because the other companies in this business are just so yeah, strong. Yeah, because Nadella took Microsoft, which was not in a completely similar right. position, but was without a real huge strategy, and created a behemoth. Yes. That now generates... So is it like the Eagles see. where you lead your division, but once you get to the postseason, I mean, the talent outside of your division is just too, is wow. unbeatable. I thought you were going to say it's like the Hotel California. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, right now, absolutely. But I think that, by the way, 5G, the elusive 5G, is going to increase cloud use tremendously. 
And I think rising tide. Yes. You're talking rising. So a rising tide, and IBM is still a great company. I just wish that she had that period where she wanted to please. Well, the company was uh, trying to please what Buffett wanted when other companies they, were spending perhaps fortunes should have moved cut ties immediately upon her taking yes, instead of waiting that three years, think two about years. That. That's a pivot like an aircraft carrier. Hard. I, I think, remember, it's great to have a legacy where you change thousands of people, tens of thousands. Absolutely. Uh, Kramer's Mad Dash in the opening bell when we come back after a break. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Visa is going to be one of the big drags on the Dow at the open. We're going to get to their guidance on uh, client incentives for the coming year and talk about what Cat and Honeywell see in global growth that's uh, troubling their guidance. Opening bell in just over five minutes. All right, welcome back. We've got a few minutes to go before the opening bell. We'll get you right there, but let's squeeze in a mad dash. Want to hit WWE, Jim? Yeah, David, I usually don't give you a, an enigma here. Uh, but this happens very rarely. Uh, there are two co-presidents of WWE. Remember, Vince McMahon runs is the CEO. George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. I've had George Barrios on a couple of times. WWE, an unbelievable streaming product. They were very early, very early. a subscriber-based streaming product. Took a little while to get traction. Then when it did, it Boom. took off. And so we just learned that they're both leaving effective immediately. Uh, and uh, McMahon says a change was necessary as we have different views on how best to achieve our strategic priorities moving forward. That Barrios is the face of the company. We have no explanation of why they're leaving. So the analysts are freaking out. They're freaking out. No one knows what to say or do. Uh, and so this is what happens when you say nothing and just get rid of people. We don't know. So no one's coming in. No one's supporting the stock. We just got a downgrade, very logical downgrade, uh, by uh, Morgan Stanley uh, saying, listen, there's a vacuum in senior management. They, they can't figure out sudden and, f- and fairly, unfa- fairly unexplained. No one can figure out what's happening. I, that's, I haven't seen this happen in a long time. We don't know. So if you want to weigh it in, fine. But to me, it sounds like something's very wrong very wrong with a company that was doing quite well. Yeah, well, it's uh, losing a quarter of its value right now. I have no explanation for it, so I just put it out there. I'd love to be able to say this is an opportunity, but this is this is about as opaque as it gets. As far as futures go, Jim, is this about um, the reports we've gotten today or not wanting to go long into the weekend? Yeah, I think it's not. It's the you know, WHO says some calm things, and then we say uh, we advise don't travel number four my friend and doctor, Dr. LaPoo, uh, who is now at CBS, used to be our doctor at CNBC, had some very interesting things to say. He just spoke to Tony Fauci, whom I regard as the foremost person about, about diseases, infectious diseases, National Institute, we all seen him one. Uh, he says, Fauci says, yes, the mortality rate seems high, but it's very possible that 10 times the number of people uh, who have declared that they have it, you know, 
have are asymptomatic, basically. Right. And, and that basically what you have to start doing is saying it is entirely possible. I know that the people who want me to say, like Billy in The Predator, we're all going to die, uh, and like Arnold say, I get to the chopper. No. Which, but Fauci is saying that it may just be a really bad fluke. And that is, uh, I'm not saying, look, you never want to give anybody false assurance. And WHO was saying there are countries that are woefully lacking in any way to be able to handle it. The United States is reputation. I know you may think that we're all bumblers, but we have reputation for being able to handle this. Uh, it was the first reassuring thing I've heard. No vaccine on the horizon. But this perhaps, and he was talking, by the way, he was talking about, he had the information about the Germany and the transmission from to someone who was not in China. But he was just saying that the number of people who have contracted it, it, it may be um, versus the number of people who haven't a good sum. So I know that people want very much for some of us to say uh, that it's it's all over. I don't think anyone wants to no. hear that. Uh, although China, um, two thirds of their GDP will be closed an additional yes, week. Yes, it's an economic uh, disaster for China. Hoppers down 12 straight days, soybeans down eight straight days. Yeah. And now cats guidance, 850 to 10. Uh, cautious. Consensus at 10.55, right? I mean, they're talking about inventories. Maybe. But cautious. I mean, they did do a good job with margins. Uh, it's a new Caterpillar. They buy back stock. They're not sink or swing. They're not as episodic as they are anymore. But at the same time, their they world GDP, their uh, energy business was much better than I thought, by the way, in terms of gross margins. So not a disaster. Um, I think for the first time we have four companies that, have, that are surpassed a trillion dollars in market cap. And they spell MAGA. And they snag. Oh, you mean like, like well, this, you, my yeah. favorite store in Mexico? If you call Google Google and not Alphabet, right. it's yeah. Microsoft, Apple, MAGA. Google, Amazon. I'll take you to MAGA, David. MAGA I have in my town in Mexico. Yeah. Better than anything Walmart has. Oh, yeah? Yeah, MAGA's king. Um, Amazon is eclipsing the trillion dollar mark with that more than 10% move after those much better than expected numbers and strong. Look at that. Do people were short it, David? Growth and, and margins there. Um, I have a, yeah, uh, and um, it's up over 10% now for the year. Uh, and Alphabet, of course, we're going to hear from early next week. I think it's Monday, right? Yeah. How uh, are they going to? What are they to the close? They have. They're going to be conservative as always, but uh, sometimes you can't even hide how well you're doing. Although Facebook sure did a good job. <laughs> but I'm bummed. That's it. Bump. Got it. It was a ba-dump bump yeah. joke. Yeah. I flew all the way back from L.A. Boy, my arms are tired. I mean, there's, there's a Henny Youngman aspect of Facebook. I mean, with the quote about how I'm no longer going to be a nice guy, it was a kind of, I, yeah. that was a gripping moment in the conference call, wasn't it? When Mark Zuckerberg said, you know, the, the nice guy phase of my life is over. Yes. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I didn't really know either. That's the most quizzical thing that's been said when it comes to the stock market, I think, since... Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I can't even, I don't even know what, how to, the CEO saying that. I'm not going to be a nice guy anymore. Yeah, no longer no, a nice but guy. But what are they going to be? Transparent. More transparent. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Better understood. Yeah. Better to understand. He should not have said that. I mean, I'm going to get to him. That was the dumbest thing that he said. It was. You could say I'm going to stay being a nice guy. Well, all he had to say, I don't care whether he's nice or not. It's not relevant. Is it relevant to you whether he's nice? It wasn't really. He really didn't say. It was about we. It was more about the company. I'd rather the hear him say, "Listen, I got some nice plants and uh, you know, TJ, TJ Maxx slacks. Got some slacks. slacks. Yeah, you know, like look, I got this new sweater. It's cashmere. All that would be as relevant as whether he's a nice guy. I'm going to get to him to explain that to him. 
We mentioned Visa. Uh, it's going to be the big drag on oh. the Dow this morning. Payment volume up eight uh, in constant currency, but uh, they raised the outlook for client incentives, and that's going to weigh on the year. Uh, I urge people to read Lisa Ellis's piece uh, from Moffitt. Nathan talked about Visa Direct. Visa is a buy. They got a big meeting coming up. If you're panicked out of Visa, wait, yeah, wait till Monday buy it because it's uh, it's, not, it's, it's not bad. Take a look at a five or ten year chart of Visa. Well, that's yes. and it's just the there have been brief brief moments right. where, and everyone uh, you had to buy right where it went down. But I mean, look at that. Look at that. Everyone's making the That's comparison year. to That's AJ Bonga. Right? Take a look at 10. Look at that. Because it just looks the same. It's it a buy. More or less doesn't do much but go up. Yeah, well, they buy back stock. They've got an amazing model. They've got double-digit growth. You buy Visa on Monday. No one's going to downgrade this stock. It's too good a company. There's something wrong there. That shouldn't be. That's just what? not right. If Bernie Sanders I mean, becomes president, he's going after them. I, I, th- I mean, it's a macro indicator, but also just a, a reflection of how cash is dead. Yeah. I mean, you, go in, you ever gone into Starbucks lately and... Used your visa for a two dollar cup of coffee. I know. I hey, use my, the, yeah. my stand right here takes with the yeah buck fifty, and everybody gives them their credit card. Do you remember when uh, Charlie Scharf ran Visa? Yes. The guy who runs Wells Fargo. I had a meeting yes. with Charlie Scharf. Uh, other than when Elon Musk called, called me a simulation, told me I didn't know what I was talking about. Charlie Scharf was. I said, "Do you think that people? I don't. Aren't they going to go to digital?" And he goes, "Let me ask you. How hard is it to pull a piece of plastic out of your wallet?" And I said, well, I don't know. He goes, it's easy. Don't you understand? I always love it when they say, don't you understand? You know, what's not that easy for you because you have a Costanza wallet. But <laughs> Costanza wallet. What is this? What is this I have? Oh, yeah. He's got, oh, my God. Is this got, to transport your booze? No, he's got masks. Oh, masks. Oh, yeah. nice. Well, I'm going to Super Bowl. Can I, you don't, don't have any to share? I'm not like 10 masks. Lauren gave them to me for my no, I have um, 10 masks because you've got to take the mask. You've got to throw the mask away at the end of the day. What is the mask for really? The mask is if you have the disease and I don't right. want to get it from you. A uh, couple other uh, earnings uh, highlights or not. EA reported after the bell yesterday, Electronic Arts, it's down over 5%. Yes. Um, it's not a, not a great disappointment there. Not a great call. Not a great conference call no, either. not at all. Why? Well, they have transition. They're not, look, they're doing the worst of the three. Remember, this is a, a situation. It's always who's got. It's the horse race. It's right. take two. It's but, uh, and there's a lot the, of people waiting for the new consoles from both the, Xbox and Sony. Yes, in the transition. If you go back to what Lisa Sue was saying, so the weakness was the gigantic Xbox. transition. When you go back to what uh, Satya was saying, the weakness is great. And everyone listened to uh, uh, Satya and said, okay, we got a transition, no problem. And everyone decided that Lisa Sue was going to get crushed by the transition. Right. No. 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 Okay. Um, people are saying yes to Charter, one of the companies I, I uh, yep. certainly cover. They lost video subs, but that's not where the thoughts are. By the way, the wireless business for both Charter and Comcast becoming a real thing. Uh, but broadband is the uh, is the key. You can see the stock up again. It has had an amazing move over the last, well, let's take a look at the last year or so. By the way, CEO Tom Rutledge is starting to leg into some of those options grants that he got some time back that when you looked at him, you're like, wow, really ever going to, and he's becoming an incredibly wealthy man as a result of that. You're really um, into that this week. Every, you did the Blackstone, they're wealthy. Yes, you have some yes. sort of... Is no, I like to point it out. It's you know, you, first of all, Blackstone is a bit different because there a lot of the partners have become uh, billionaires as a result okay. of their investments in the funds. 
that Blackstone right, wants. I just thought this stock. was about Iowa. But I thought here, it might be about no, Iowa. No, here it's just interesting because I remember specifically when they didn't sell the company, people were, you know, and Rutledge was sort of right. kind of was the main person saying no, whether it was SoftBank yeah. or Verizon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, people, you know, other shareholders thought, well, look, he's got numbers 560, and fi- you know, that are way out there. And here we are getting closer and closer in terms of him becoming practically a billionaire as a result. So I, that's why I pointed out. As for the fundamentals of the company, uh, they'd been looking for, what, 10% growth in cable EBITDA. Some had been um, in wireless. They delivered in terms of beating EBITDA estimates uh, overall. Broadband with revenue growth there, almost 12%. Beat on revenues, lower costs. Share repurchase beat consensus as well. $8 billion for the year. Some analysts expect as much as 10 to 12 I think the call's ongoing, so we'll give you more. But you got price targets out there of 600 bucks now. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I will point out that yeah. Rutledge, since you're going there, is one of the nicest people I've ever met. Very nice guy. No, listen, in this case, by the way, trying to read through the compensation language when you read the proxy, it's always difficult. But they do try to align it, and here he's becoming wealthy, but so are shareholders. Yes. I think that that's what people want. People don't care if the CEO gets wealthy as long as they get wealthy. Contrast that with, yes, CBS. With, right. CBS. Yes, CBS is a, is a good they example. Get, you know, that's a zero-sum game. And, you know, if, you, if I were Bernie, uh, which I'm not, by the way, Bernie Sanders, I would say, listen, what I'm really against is this kind of self-enrichment. Well, yeah, for, you know, when you watch some of these guys get paid $40 million a year, year in, year out, or $15 million, yeah, and or benefit from buying back stock to oh. increase EPS at really sacrificing the investment that might have actually brought yes. true growth. Will you do a documentary with me about that? Uh, okay. Right. I don't know where we'll air it, but so, sure. No, you know. I mean, because you're obviously so enthused by the way you answered that question. I show up every day to do a show with you. Why don't you just go buy like, some like, jewels? Is that the bar now? <laughs> yeah. Just showing up? Yeah. Okay. I, he See how enthusiastic he's getting? Okay, See if I can get him this. How 90, was the jewel acquisition? 95% how was the jewel, How was the jewel acquisition? Was that good? No. No. The 35% that they bought? Yeah. I mean, 12, I'm trying to get a rise. I, I've not been able, no. Maybe it's Friday and he's... Got too much money Thinking better than the Chiefs the or guys, uh, We should mention Navistar. You don't bet. Because it's up 55%. Which one? Navistar. Did you saw that? You saw that That's yesterday. That's Carl Icahn. Yeah, Icahn owns 16%. Richeski owns the same. Icahn's average cost is like 33 For the first time in a long time, he's actually in the green. Um, this may look a little hostile. It was an offer, basically, of 35 bucks a share from Trayton. This is a Volkswagen-owned company that owns 16-plus percent of Navistar. Mm-hmm offering 35 for what they don't own. Um, they had to change their 13D, so they made the offer before they could do that, hence they haven't had any discussions. They're the only buyer out there, and they basically okay. said, we're not going to let anybody else come in and buy because we're not going to sell our 16% to anybody else. But we'll see what Icon says. Expectation, as you see, reflected in the share prices. Right. It's going to go for a higher price, but this probably does get done. Okay. Yeah, that was the best news of the night, other than Amazon. Uh, Worst news is, again, these... Air, these I, you know, I go look at over these the oil companies. Their numbers are fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, Exxon, at Exxon's at an, almost a 10-year low uh, this morning. Sold. Um, Honeywell, we didn't touch on. They did guide weak organic growth uh, largely on the max. Yeah, Flat they, to three. They're also, to three and a half. They're also much heavier. Some of has been great stuff. But they also have a, sa- they have a safety division. In, uh, it's a division, by the way, they lost in, uh, that has a, this incredible... 
uh, intelligent warehousing, and they've lost a lot of that. Uh, they've lost a lot of contracts. By the way, if you want to know who does all that warehouse, a lot of the warehousing for um, for Amazon, Zebra, Zebra's one of those contracts. Remember, they also bought Symbol. So Honeywell, this was a suboptimal quarter, sure. but they did say that the Max is a is part yeah. of the problem. And then Levi's um, beats by a nickel. Revenues light though. Um, Buyback, $100 million, 14% div hike. They did talk about China. They're going to close a bunch of stores. Yeah, I thought it was a push. I mean, they are in the wrong places. They're also in the malls. I thought Chip did a good job. Chip's got a lot of things cooking. Yeah, Chip's the lead director, of course, on the HP board. Yeah, and he's, he's spending taking up some of his time. Well, I asked him about it. He just said, listen, it's just a matter of course. I mean, he's a very dedicated executive, but again, it doesn't really matter. If you're selling into the mall, it's just not working. Boy, some of the mall oil company. There's, there's definitive areas that you have to avoid if you're a performing money manager. You can't own stores that are based in the mall, and you can't own oil companies. Oil used to be about eight percent of the S and P. It goes down all the time. So you think um, Les Wexner is sort of an admission of that fact? Yeah, I mean, look, I think Les is. He waited a little too long, uh, but. The Bath and Body Works division is very good and worth, I think, the price of the company. Some of the other divisions are just bad. Yeah. Uh, well, Sycamore is talking to them. We'll see if anybody else oh shows my God. up to they've, want Victoria's Secret. Uh, they have interesting record. Sycamore? Some good, some, yeah. good, some bad. Yeah. Victoria's Secret is the one that has been really hurt them. It's very out of style. We're going to get Chicago PMI in a few moments, uh, having gotten some GDP numbers out of the Eurozone uh, today. Let's get to the bond pits and Rick Santelli. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. You know, what an exciting week it's been. Of course, the coronavirus isn't exciting, it's depressing, but if you're a market watcher, there's been lots of movement. The issue is it's mostly been one direction. Look at yields. Since July of 2017 for two-year notes, uh, we continue to be trading at levels. Should we close under 139, that would represent a close going back to mid-2017. If you look at what's going on with regard to 10s, An October 1st chart gives you everything you need because the October 1st chart shows you that that low on the far left is a 153 close. We've been toying with it for a couple of sessions. Uh, All these historic markers are quite important because lately, especially with coronavirus, they build momentum on the buy side in treasuries and globally for sovereigns in general. You know, today's the big Brexit day. And, of course, I can't help but think back to the summer of 2016. So let's go there and look at 10-year gilts. You know, at 166, far cry from where they're trading today at 52 basis points. But do keep in mind, uh, there's been a huge influence outside of Brexit pushing all global sovereigns lower. And when it comes to the pound versus the dollar, you can see how much lower it is, even though it has firmed up as we have had the weeks leading into Brexit. And finally, our January read on Chicago PMI comes out at 42.9, 42.9. And this isn't a great number. As a matter of fact, this takes us back quite a ways. I only have a year and a half worth here of data points, and that is below it. So a big setback here on Chicago PMI, expecting a number close to 49. Highly disappointing. Carl, David, Jim, back to you. 
All right. Uh, we're going to see how the market takes that, Rick. Thank you. Seema Modi's got to look at what's moving today. Hey, Seema. Hey, good morning, Carl. If it wasn't for IBM's 4% move in early trade, the Dow would be down even more. Currently down about 223 points, 243 points. S&P 500 and Nasdaq also down on the day. Negative reaction to Caterpillar and Honeywell earnings. Remember, 2019, very challenging year for the industrials. And Caterpillar CEO Jim Ippleby lowering expectations for 2020, saying global economic uncertainty will pressure sales. He expects dealers to further reduce inventories with, and within construction. Stable spending in North America is what he sees, but China sales to be flat to down. Turning to the oil producers, uh, Chevron slightly higher, but ExxonMobil trading at its lowest level since 2010. That stock down uh, about 3%, responding to uh, uh, earnings that did not meet street expectations. It's worth noting energy, worst performing sector for the past two years. And so far, 2020, not looking any different. The sector is down about 7 or 8% in January. Lower rates, though, continuing to fuel utility stocks this year and earnings providing a lift to technology. That sector up 6.8% in January. Guys, back to you. It is Super Bowl weekend, of course, the first Super Bowl since 2012 without a Brady or a Manning playing in the big game. But for Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes, it could come with a big payout as he could likely become the NFL's highest paid player on his next contract. Jim is going to go to Miami. There's been a lot of sure. a lot of chatter that there's no defense that can contain him or Andy Reid's offense. Oh, but that, uh, they do have a great rush. Uh, the San Francisco team is so young. Uh, I think that head-to-head, they're maybe the better team. Obviously, I'm, I'm cheering Andy Reid because he's had such a great run in Philadelphia. I think the sentiment, I think the sentiment, frankly, even in the betting line, is is taking the, the the bookies set it up so that uh, you know you're you should they want people to take Andy, get it balanced. I don't know. It's going to be a really fun game. I, I, I agree. I mean, the traditional narrative is you need a big market. You get big market teams to play. I think I think there's a lot of interest even in with the Kansas City. You've got an unbelievably dynamite quarterback and the Chiefs, the fastest man in the league, Tyreek, and then uh, obviously the the defense wins games. Wow, it's going to be a possibly the San Francisco running game if they if they have the same kind of success. Keep Mahomes off the field is probably the best answer. Mostert out of nowhere. Yeah. How about Brady's uh, tweet last night? Oh my God! This feet close. What does it mean? Do we know? Oh, he is he's enigmatic. (laughs) I've never met him. I've never met him. I don't want to. No, you don't want to meet him. No. You ever meet Peyton? Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, Art. I think he was here once. Yeah, I was. I walked around with him. He loves the show. Yeah. So are we? Get, you're gonna. We're gonna miss you on Monday, right? No, are you kidding me? You're flying back Sunday night. I don't night? play it that way. <laughs> of course, I'm flying back Sunday. You don't miss me on Monday. But I'm one of those 13 million calls in sick. See, no, David, that's what it's, it's about. Earning that's season. enthusiasm, it's right true. there. David, thanks, Carl. I'll try and remember that. Take that 3 a.m. flight. I will be here too. Where, take that 3 a.m. float, float, throw, throw some powder on, and get right in here. Get right in there, man. Yeah, yeah. Huddle up, David. It's called Johnson and Johnson. I'm not afraid to talk, by the way. Just you know. Um, it's going to be a great weekend. Make sure you check out our podcast, guys. Uh, listen to the opening bell hour of Squawk in the Street, wherever you listen to podcasts. That Chicago PMI number is, in fact, the worst since December of 2015, and the Dow's down 234. Dow's down 270 almost. Uh, the gains for the year, 
down to 19 basis points, although here are some of the top performers on the index so far on this final day of January. McDonald's and Intel leading the pack. We're back in a minute with Stop Trading. Time for Jim and Stop Trading. For years, the fastest growing, most exciting with margin improvement, long-term emerging market play in the consumer products group was Colgate. And then it lost its way. Uh, well, it's found its way. The organic growth here is really rather amazing. Global Unified plus 5.5. Uh, I know it sounds absurd to buy a stock up five, but you're going to want to do it because this is going to be back the way it used to be. Extraordinary turn for the company. Congratulations, guys. You hung in and you did it. Wow. How about tonight, Jim? Well, we got our game plan tonight. Uh, obviously, we also have our, we're doing the last of our uh, big game uh, comparisons. Some of the executives, when we write about them, are kind of thrilled with it. I want the viewers to understand. We do it so you can understand what companies do. Uh, Mostert, by the way, was Tesla the day before Tesla. You can still take action. Mostert, David, what do you think? What do I think about his chances for gaining a lot of yards? Yes. I got that fullback. He's paving the way for him. I think Mostert could be the key. That's who could beat us. Us. Us? Andy Reid is us. <laughs> I'd like it. Andy Reid is us. Still us. What the hell is MasterCard you know, down? It's going to be an exciting game. I am looking forward to it. All right. David, what? we have to go now. All right. Well, you go and you have a safe trip. You know, David, I'm going on Monday morning. The, the tie, let me just get my tie off and give it to him for the rest of the show. <laughs> You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.